The Business Buzz Podcast. The, the Business Buzz. Good evening and welcome to the Business Buzz for your weekly dose of business, finance and economics news right here on Voice of Vits FM. Broadcasting live from our studios right here in Bramfontein, Johannesburg. This is the Business Buzz. It is a Thursday. The time has just gone by one minute after 6 p.m. So you know that we're here to educate you in all things that have to do with your money. My name is Mbrio Mob Justice Kavaz and I'm joined in studio by my partner in crime, Ms. Lengi Wezondo. How are you, Lengi? I'm good. Thanks, Madiwa. How are you doing? No, no, no. I'm doing Right, how's your week? Mm, it's been it's been it's been a challenging one. Um, there's been a few good wins, uh, so yeah, I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed this week. I think. Okay, the, I think that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, challenging, but at the same time, uh, the fact that you you actually found some joy in it. I was actually uh, hearing, listening to something earlier on, and they spoke about how. Um, happiness is not about a feeling as such, but it's about overcoming Absolutely. whatever your trials and tribulations are in your life. Because so. those are standy, they're part of life. Yeah. How's your week been? No, no, it's been uh, also a challenging week, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, generally it's good. We stay positive out here. Awesome. <laughs> so today uh, we are going to be talking about stock valves. Uh, if you don't know what a stock valve is, uh, I'm not sure how to fully explain, uh, but I know that they're quite common to a lot of people. Basically, it's uh, where a group of people come together um, and serve and save, sorry, uh, for a particular purpose it can be uh, some people have stock valves to invest in livestock some people have stock valves just as a means of saving where basically if six people come together each one every month uh, they're all contributing a thousand rand and then every month uh, you give the money to um, one person uh, and then it goes like that I know that in my country we call it a round you know yeah. because you know that's how that's, <laughs> that's how the that's how the circle flows uh, but stock was have actually um, play a key role in the circulation of money and what's considered to be uh, the informal um, economies they actually uh, constitute part of that economy and uh, some people have actually speculated to say that there's a lot of money that is flowing through stock valves today you know particularly um, in uh, township areas I know that is very popular and now they've got people that are actually trying to formalize stock valves. I know that some people wanted to put regulation and all that I think they need to stop that and just let the people be <laughs> as long as the the stock for uh, money holder is not disappearing with people's funds around Christmas time exactly that's all that matters exactly and I think it did definitely beats the loan shots it definitely does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've seen it in, within my own family because um, one of my relatives is actually the um, sort of stock holder. Mm, and the treasurer. The treasurer. <laughs> and I'm telling you, the money comes in. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, they're not very fond of the formal, you know, banking systems mm-hmm. at all. Um, and I've seen, because for them, it was based on food. And uh, the food was just piling up and piling up and piling up and piling up. But mm. yeah. Mm. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be looking at how water stock valves are being used for in South Africa. We're going to be looking at uh, a certain business that's uh, trying to bring the formal sector together with stock valves. We're going to be looking at, from a financial planning point of view, uh, what's the best way to be running your stock valve. And then we're going to be talking to some people that are running uh, quite a large stock valve that is investing in livestock. Remember that you can keep in touch with us on social media, Slinging Your how can people get in touch with us? Okay, so our people can get a hold of us and follow us on Voice of Vits FM 88.1. And they can also follow us on the following social media platforms. On Facebook, it's Vow FM, brackets, Voice of Vits, and Vits Radio Academy. On Twitter, our handle is at Vow FM, and our hashtag is Business Buzz. Our WhatsApp line is 084-078-4912. They can also um, catch us um, on, if they want to live stream, on www.vowfm.co.za. And our podcasts are available on www.vits.journalism.co.za slash business. Okay, cool. So you heard how you can uh, keep in touch with us on the other side of this. We're going to get into our business wrap. And then on the other side of that thing, you will be telling us the state of your 100 rand. On the other side of this, we've got Ken Swettenham to give us our business wrap. Keep it locked. This is the Business Buzz. Business Wrap with Ken Swettenham. 
It's time for us to get into our business wrap. That's a part of the show where we give you the week's uh, top trending business and economics news. And on the line to help us unpack some of the, that news, we have Ken Switchenham, our financial expert. How are you, Ken? I'm very well this evening, and yourself? <laughs> I'm fine, thank you. Um, as we begin our discussion, I understand that uh, uh, the MPC today came out with the decision uh, to keep the repo rate at around 6.5%. Can you please just give us some details around that, Ken? Yes, certainly. Yes, you're quite right. The Monetary Policy Committee, which is a committee that decides the, the direction of our interest rates and, and, and meets uh, every second month, and decide to keep interest rates unchanged, which makes the repo rate, as you correctly state, remaining at 6.5%. But I must say it was a close call. But for the layman, this simply means that um, we're not going to pay any more for our credit and we're not earning any more interest on our bank deposits and other interest-bearing investments as well. So that's fine for the time being, but it was a close call. There are seven members of this committee. They meet over a period of three days um, at the Reserve Bank in Pretoria. And then the governor of the Reserve Bank announces, uh, announces the interest rate. And it was only by four votes to three that the interest rates remained unchanged. There's three of the members of the committee wanting to increase interest rates by 25 basis points or one quarter of a percent. And so it was a close call. And the Reserve Bank governor has certainly indicated to us that there are pressures on the economy, on the upside of inflation, um, we're expecting a huge fuel price increase next month. We, we were spurred an in, uh, a big increase this month with, with government intervention, but they're not going to in, intervene again, and we're expecting a, a fuel price increase of probably over one rand per litre um, at the beginning of October. So this is going to put a huge pressure on inflation going, going forwards. And uh, if inflation starts going up in South Africa, then... I'm afraid you're going to see some interest rate increases coming through, I think, over the next three to six months. Now, Ken, about this repo rate decision, there had been some speculation before today um, that they might raise that interest rate, as you alluded to the fact that um, three out of the seven members actually had voted in favor of a rate hike. And it was speculated that um, that had they gotten their weight, it was going to rise up by 25 basis points. Please could you explain to our listeners in terms of basis points, uh, what would 25 basis points have meant for the effective um, interest rate? Well, that would have increased the repo rate from the current 6.5% to 6.75%. Repo rate, again, in layman's terms, is simply the rate at which the Reserve Bank is loaning money to our commercial banks. And the banks then reloan it out to us, obviously, at a higher rate. Um, the prime overdraft rate is currently 10.5, and, and it would have put up interest rates by a quarter of a percent for all your debt, your motor vehicle finance, your personal loans, your overdrafts, your, and probably for the majority of South Africans, their, their home mortgage loans. And um, that's the downside of it, that, that it actually costs more to get credit and to pay off credit. The upside is people with money invested in the banks. And if you have a savings account, a money market account, a call account, a fixed deposit account, you in turn would probably earn a quarter of a percent more in interest on those investment deposits. So for savers, an increase in interest rate is actually a good thing. But if you're somebody who's carrying a lot of debt, unfortunately, it's a very bad thing. What they've got to to look at as well, though, is we, we, we are now in a technical recession, which is being well broadcast in the media. We've had two um, quarters of, of negative growth. The Reserve Bank has revised downwards the total growth this year in South Africa to just 0.7%. And, and of course, and, and hike in interest rates will put pressure on, on that growth, simply because people will be paying more into their debt and not spending their money in the economy. So um, they're, they're treading a very fine line, the, the Reserve Bank at the moment, the MPC at the moment. And... Um, but if, if, if inflation starts sneaking up, I think they're, they're, they're going to have no choice but to increase interest rates. <laughs> So that was us who are on the line with Ken Swetanem. He is our financial expert, giving us a roundup of the week's top trending business and economics news. As you heard, the MPC, that's the Monetary Policy Committee, came out with a decision um, earlier today um, that was announced by the Reserve Bank uh, Governor um, to keep the repo rate at 6.5%. Uh, but it remains to be seen what the economic conditions will be like in the next quarter or so. Uh, as you heard from Ken, um, fuel is meant to rise. 
rise and uh, the weakening rand means that there's inflationary pressures and we all know that the reserve that the finance ministry and the treasury are trying to keep our inflation between three and six percent at the moment so we remain to see what that's going to be like otherwise apart from that on the other side of this we're going to be telling you today uh, as you heard interest rates are keeping the same but what does that actually mean uh, for your 100 rand Slingy was going to be telling us that on the other side of this keep it locked this is the business buzz the, the business buzz you're listening to the business buzz we just came from giving you our business wrap it's time now for the lovely thing you is on to just give us a roundup of what your 100 rand looks like we're talking about uh, stock files uh, i have to correct myself off air i was told that it's an afrikaans word uh, so it means that it's stock file and not stock val like <laughs> i need to check myself uh, for the uh, listening public out there <laughs> uh, yes. thank you what you have for us so the state of your 100 rand it's looking optimistic Stick. Yeah. Um, so we're going to be looking at a few banks that have stock stockfell accounts. Yeah. Um, starting off with Standard Bank. So for every um, Buffalo, um, so exactly um, a, a Buffalo opening deposit, you can put in and take out cash at any time. But you you you're able to earn three point three five percent interest depending on how much you have in the account. If you have more than five thousand rand in the account, you don't have to pay um, <coughs> any fees, which would usually be around eight rand or so per month. Um, and then for First National Bank, it's very similar to the above, but uh, what you find is that it's a lot more comprehensive. Um, it seems to be a lot more comprehensive than you have for the other other banks as well as your uh, net banks. So you've also got one Buffalo, which is a minimum that you would need to put in. You don't have account transaction fees at all. And there's some good extras also that are available in this account, for example, like a 10,000 rands burial cover. Although this is not too attractive because, I mean, you're already deceased, but, you know, for your loved ones that remain, there's 10,000 rands burial cover for each member on your stock file, um, for only 15 rands uh, a month per member. Uh, and this includes transport of the deceased person to anywhere in the country. Plus, you have 10% discount on groceries or school supplies when you shop at selected partner stores. Um, I'm all for that 10% on groceries. <laughs> and then we have for APSA, um, you have you, you need 50, so just half a Buffalo contribution that you can you can make, and it doesn't have any management fees. It comes with 2,000 rands accidental cover. Uh, accidental death cover as well as an, an interest that can go up to 4.5% but that's with a high balance of over 100,000 rand so that's 1,000 buffaloes so you'd be able to um, spend on the actual stock for account but there's um, something free which is zero buffaloes that is available for people to uh, make use of and that's the membership of the National Stockfall Association so you have an easy registration that's available online um, they won't help you form a new stockfall but you can be listed on their registry if you have a stockfall or use them for assistance in finding and forming um, an appropriate one and they regularly do events and will ha- help you uh, with information for your stockfall so they have over 810,000 members uh, member stock stock for members and and this means you can just you know le- leverage this um this this number and this combined power uh in terms of just um approaching government corporates and just getting better supports for your initiatives and then just off the my mind there was just a number of um available ones that i'm thinking of as well now are property stock files that are yeah. available. I know there's a lady called Tapsilid Gumbi who posts a lot about these and people can Google these and that's property and then there's a lady in Tabiling uh, Likoti who's also actually starting a, a bank which is a young I think women in business a network mutual bank that's very much founded on the stock model as well. So there's yeah. so many things that uh, people can get involved in. Hmm. This uh, stock it seems uh, very like like a powerful thing if people Absolutely. actually use it very you know very wisely yeah it's uh, i think the most important thing is just about understanding what you want to get out of it mm. and um the assets that you're wanting to build and i think a lot of people primarily focus on perishable goods that are like 
consumed very quickly. And I think uh, what I like about like things like the property stock and, and things like that is like more long term and you're able to see the fruits of your labor and you can go really far with that. Okay, so on the other side of this, we actually get into the main topic and actually discuss what stock files are and how people are actually using them. And also in terms of financial planning, like what uh, thing you was alluding to, how can you make better use of them? As you heard, uh, a lot of people tend to use them for short-term things, but if there's a way that you can use them for long-term investments, you know, how can you structure your way uh, around that? And what I'm very interested to know is how do people keep each other accountable? Mm. You know, what if I disappear with all the money? Mm. You know? <laughs> so that has happened to some people, and nobody likes that. <laughs> so we're going to be talking to them on the other side of this. This is the business buzz. More justice on the business buzz. On the business buzz today, we're discussing uh, stock files, and as you heard, uh, there's a lot that you can do with your 100 rand when it comes to stock files, and uh, you've got banks such as Apps and NetBank that are um, offering certain solutions. Uh, for you and quite attractive uh, interest rates um, if you want to uh, be saving uh, your stock file money in a different way. Uh, but right now it's time for us to get into our main topic. Uh, we're going to be um, looking at a case study of a stock file and then after that we're going to be talking to a financial planner around uh, how you can structure your stock files. And then lastly we're going to be talking to uh, some people that are putting together an expo uh, trying to expose uh, the formal banking system sector um, to stockfills and stockfills to the formal banking sector. So as we begin, remember that you can uh, keep in touch on social media. On Facebook, we have our FM, that's Voice of Vits, and we have our own Facebook page, that's the Vits Radio Academy, and then on Twitter, we're at VowFM, and uh, our hashtag is hashtag business buzz. It's time for us to get into uh, our main topic for today. Uh, we're going to be talking to uh, a man who is from Live stock wealth uh, around what it means to have a stock valve. Hello, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Thank you so much for joining us today. No, it's an absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. Awesome, awesome. So we're very interested and our listeners are very interested in finding out. So what does live um, stock wealth do and how did you begin your entrepreneurial journey? Yeah, so um Okay, which one do I start with? The first one. <laughs> the first one, okay, what does Last of Us do? Yeah. Yeah, um, Last of really uh, is, is born out of a, a simple uh, need that we're trying to fulfill, which is uh, most people would love to farm and own cattle, uh, but they don't have the land, uh, they don't have the time and the skills to do so, and they don't have an uncle who owns a farm either. Uh, so we then provide that service to the people by linking them to farmers who've got cows. Then you can own cows that someone else is farming on your behalf. That's 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 really the summary of livestock work in a nutshell. And how did your entrepreneurial journey begin? How did you find yourself here? Um, well, it's, it's it's been a journey, thank um, you. From uh, I think my from my last business, my last my last business, which is still running but I've exited it completely. Uh, it's uh, it's it's Scratch, Scratch Mobile which is a, a mobile panel beater which comes to the customer to fix their car. Okay. Uh, but we, we also uh, had, had the workshop at Oartambo Airport catering to people who are flying so when they come back their cars are fixed. Then, and before then I was with Accenture uh, doing the strategy and management consulting which was a five-year uh, uh, journey. And then before that, then I was a student at UCT uh, where I studied electromechanical engineering. And prior to that, I was at uh, in high school at uh, Umlazi Comtech High School, which is, okay. which is really where I, I started off selling everything from... Uh, from biscuits to yes, from biscuits to t-shirts to uh, to video games, you know, it's it's it, that's that's really where the the, the bug started, you know, and uh, and and really one really grew up in a family where uh, most 
most of the people around me, even my mom was an entrepreneur. She was a teacher, yet 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 supplemented her income by by selling amakuinya and ofishi and all these other things. Mm. And uh, I would always assist, you know, and uh, and be given my own share to sell at school, you know. Awesome, <laughs> awesome. So it's basically yeah, so. just it's in the blood. Well, yeah, you could say it really, it, it, in a way, because entrepreneurship is, it really happens by just by just looking at the person next door to you, and then you get the confidence to say, yeah, if he can do it, then so can so I. So can I. So can I. And yeah. we just we also want to find out you had an abundance of business models that were available to you prior to you um, starting Livestock Wealth. Um, what was yeah. so attractive about the Stockfall model to you? Yeah, so we we took we took we took the the traditional sort of stock fell as people know it. And funny enough, though, uh, stock fell the one thing that's common with livestock is that inside the word stock fell there is stock, which is the same mm. as livestock. And mm. somewhere that 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 uh, uh, that that model people used to use it back in the day when they wanted to buy cows, because so most of the guys who first went to Joburg. They went to Joburg to to earn money so that they can buy cattle and and then and be able to afford to get married. Uh, so they would save money uh, together to buy cattle. So so we took that and we said, okay, how can we take how can we take um, what people know, which is stock sales, combined with some principles, which is like cooperatives, because cooperatives are, are in a way a productive way of running a stock sale. So we took that and we then called it crowd farming. So which is, uh, here's a farm, uh, there's many cows, one professional who manages the farm, but different owners of cattle on this farm and everyone is in on the profit at the end uh, when the farm makes a profit either from selling beef or from selling uh, calves. So really our, our approach was to say, um let's let's take let's take what used to, what 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 let's take the stock farm model as people understand it but really professionalize it and really add a professional flavor to it you know and and that that really has been able to to get more people with with buy in you know mm. and uh, we we now have about 26 million rands worth of cows wow. that we manage in our farms that's amazing and and, and you recently yeah. Um, sorry to cut you there. And you recently won a, a competition. Tell us a bit about that. Oh yes, yes, yes. That, that was the SAB Social Innovation Award. Yes. Yes. It yes. was over so a million. We, yeah, it was uh, one point three million. To well exact. done. Yeah, thank you. Thank I'm you. sure it makes yeah. a difference. And in, in terms, it does. So in terms of like. Um, like, I mean, startup failure rate is really high. Um, what do you yeah. think you've been able to do differently um, that's gotten you to where you are today? Uh, I, I think the most important thing is that uh, Life of Wealth is not my first startup. Mm-hmm. I think this is number 14, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> number, number what, so, sorry? 14. Wow. Four. Yeah. That's a lot of tries. <laughs> that's a lot of tries. You know, so... There's, there's there's tons of lessons one has learned uh, in in my automotive uh, repair business. You know, I've done lots of other business like importing and distribution and uh, and non-profit and all the other stuff. You know, so all those lessons from all those uh, trials and failures really make a better entrepreneur. You know, so when people see see an entrepreneur succeeding, they think, oh, he just came out of the woodwork yesterday. Mm. But uh, really, it's it's about uh, finding something, giving it your best shot, learning from the mistakes. Uh, hopefully, hopefully, not make mistakes and learn from from other people's mistakes. And then, and then, and then, if that if it doesn't work, dust yourself up and then uh, go at something else again. Awesome. That takes us very lovely into a like last question for you. What advice do you have for those wanting to get into the entrepreneurial space? For, the, for those who want to get into, into into the entrepreneurial space, I would say the most important thing is really identify a, a proper sector and a proper idea within a sector. Mm-hmm. 
So, and really take time talking about your idea. Don't be scared about talking about your idea. If people crush it, it's okay. Listen to what they are crushing because you don't want to waste three years in a bad idea. So mm. if there's pitch competitions where you can pitch your idea, go to those and pitch. And from listening to people's feedback and judges' feedback, you can get validation and then uh, go ahead and then get customers, which is the main thing. Because without customers, really your idea is as good as a piece of paper uh, or, or, or as good as nothing really, uh, to, to put it bluntly. So that should be my one thing. Really share the idea. Don't think uh, people are going to steal your idea. Uh, ideas are everywhere. It's all about execution. And execution is not child's play. Yeah, that will be that will be my, my words. Yeah. Thank you so much. Execution, execution, execution. Thank you so much. That was Mr. Ntutugo Shezi from Livestock Wealth, and he is the founder there. Thank you so much, Ntutugo, for your time. So, what we are going to do next, we are going to be chatting to Lese Pete, who is from BDOSA employee benefits and she is the corporate benefits consultant and we are going to be chatting to her in a few the, the business buzz Welcome back to the Business Buzz right here on VAWFM 88.1. We're talking stock files. We just came from uh, giving you a, a bit of a case study around some people that are, you know, doing something interesting. They've gone the entrepreneurial route, uh, but they're using stock files as their business model and they're investing in livestock. Um, there was a very interesting number thing. Please remind me, how many, how much did you say they've got under management now? Uh, like the amount of... 20. Cap- Oh, no, he said 26 million. Yeah, 26 uh, million. I, 26 that, million. That is crazy. Um, that's amazing. Mm. Absolutely amazing. So now we want to know, like, how do you structure a stock file? And is a stock file the best way um, that you can be saving your money? Uh, so on the line, we're joined by uh, Leseho Mpete, who is a corporate benefits consultant with BDO, um, South Africa's employee benefits division. How are you, Leseho? I'm very well, thank you. How are you, Madua? I'm fine, thank you. Um, just for us to begin, uh, what is the actual business case uh, to have a, a stock file in South Africa? Because uh, they seem to be a very popular way for people to um, save their money and uh, for people to actually invest towards things. Um, how how did this thing actually come about? So stock files have actually uh, been around for, for many, many years. And ideally what started of the stock cell industry is basically people who are living together in a community wanting to save for a common purpose. Um, so basically that's basically the business of a stock cell. Um, it's just a bunch of people who get together with a common goal to try and invest or to save towards something that would benefit themselves as well as their community as a whole. And then in terms of that, uh, how popular and how prevalent um, is this? Because um, as something that exists uh, uh, mainly on an informal basis, I think it's very hard to measure because if you go to one of the banks, they can tell you that we've got X number of bank accounts, for example. Uh, But in terms of uh, stock files, they're in the informal sector. So um, how prevalent are they? Is there a way to to gauge uh, such a thing? Um, it's very difficult, as you said, to gauge how many stock sales there are in South Africa. They are prevalent mainly in your um, informal uh, areas, so in your township, in your rural villages. Um, and it's mainly um, a community of people who come together um, to, to try and alleviate some sort of financial strain they might be going through. So the most popular kind is your burial-type society. So those are the ones you mentioned, the banks. Most banks will tell you that the stock cell accounts that they hold are ones that have funeral cover, for example. So um, in the black community, you might know that funerals are quite expensive or they could work out to be quite expensive. So a way of trying to alleviate some of that financial pressure is coming together with a group of maybe ladies or men in the community where they decide to put away a certain amount every single month. Uh, And then should you have a death arise within your family, they then either go to the bank and withdraw money or maybe they come together and they purchase groceries to try and help support you. 
it's very difficult to actually say how many stock cells we have in South Africa. Um, some of them can can uh, register or have registered with the Stock Cell Association in South Africa, where they also hold uh, get-togethers for members that belong to registered stock cells. Now, my understanding of uh, financial planning or um, helping people with their finances is that you uh, advise them, you give them a number of different options that would be best to their situations and all of that stuff. So I think our listeners would be interested to know that um, from a professional point of view, um, do you guys um, on the financial planning uh, side actually encourage people to get into Stockfell arrangements with each other or as, as a means, as a means of saving? Um, it's actually funny you should mention that at BDO last year, what we did is we conducted an exercise where we set up investment clubs. So with these investment clubs, um, you could select, you had a certain amount that you contribute every single month. I know we're talking about stock sales and now I'm mentioning an investment club, yeah. but essentially stock sales and investment clubs can be synonymous um, because with some stock sales, they're saving towards a particular goal. So. I mentioned the burial society as an example. But yeah. another example would be a stock sale where the people are coming together and they put money away every single month. And when January comes around, everybody knows January is usually a very bad month for anybody. True. And schools are reopening. So they would put money away and then in January they would withdraw uh, lump sums to assist with school fees or, or paying for your books. So as a financial planner, um, depending on a person's circumstance, we can't rule out stock sales as a form of investing. It's informal, yes. It's very hard to track. But I think if you've got a group of people who have um, income that they're willing to save or invest, um, it might actually be to their benefit. Because it's very difficult, what we can see from the stats in South Africa, that in most uh, income uh, households, they're saving about 14% of their income, which isn't a lot. You know what I mean? So with a stock sale, you could be investing in unit trust with uh, a group of ladies or a group of your friends where you, you're actually able to go into the market, buy some unit trust at a higher uh, lump sum that you've now put together and through that earn investment returns. And then on that, I think a nice question that we're going to ask is, do you advise people to have, uh, I guess, an outside party? Um, in this particular case, um, we're talking financial planning. Um, do you advise people to, when they're having their stock files, to actually bring in um, an expert such as yourself to actually come in and advise them on how they could best use um, their money? Or do you find that it's better for people to come up with their own rules um, internally about what they're going to do with each other? Um, so, I would say that um, it is advisable to get a third party's um, opinion on where to invest your money as a stock sale. Reason being, not everybody is familiar with their investment space. You know what I mean? So, a lot of stock sales keep their money in the bank, um, purely because they probably trust the bank. They've been banking there for many, many years. But if you have somebody who, such as ourselves, which are financial planners, we can attend a meeting and actually explain how shares work, explain how investments work, and from there, not only will we educate the stock sell on how to better invest their money, we could also actually help the individual go back home and teach their families on what they've learned through their stock sell. So it's definitely uh, something that I would promote, that having a financial planner get involved in your stock sell. I mean, even if it's just to attend one meeting and just have a look at where your money is currently invested, have a discussion around what the goals are for your stock sell as a group and then take it from there. And then lastly, our, our last question is just around, I think one of the big issues when it comes to informal situations like um, Stockfells is how do people um, help to ensure security? Um, because uh, we actually spoke about it earlier on that if let's say yeah. I'm part of a Stockfell and then it's my month to get the money, for example, and then yeah. I just decide to disappear and then not come back and <laughs> return people's money. Like how, do pe- how should people actually um, look against that and actually... Uh, try to protect themselves in those informal situations where you, you can't really run to anyone 
because yeah. you, you made this agreement amongst each other. Mm-hmm. So with stock cells, in as much as they are in an informal way of saving, um, you need to be careful because there might be a pyramid scheme that's, uh, you know, pretending to be a stock cell. Firstly, I would say try and, and belong to a stock cell with people that you know. Uh, and the, the biggest thing with a stock cell is about honesty and trust. And also, um, your stock cell should have a constitution. So when you start your stock cell, you have a constitution where you actually um, disclose what your objectives are, what your contribution amounts are. You appoint a chairperson, a treasury, and a secretary. I mean, even if you have to open a stock cell account at the bank, they ask you for a copy of your constitution. Um, and in most cases with stock cells, you will have to have uh, either one or more signatories on your bank account. But if you're doing it more informally where... Um, it's just a group of you and you agree every single month uh, you'll pay each other a lump sum. Um, I, like you're saying, it's very difficult to, to then monitor that. But once again, you want to join people who, who you trust and who you actually have a, a relationship with. So try and, and avoid uh, any strangers or being dragged into a, a, a stock cell uh, or a pyramid scheme that's being uh, painted as a stock cell. That would be my advice. So, you heard it uh, right there. We're talking to uh, Lesejo Mpete, who is from BDOSA Employee Benefits, uh, just giving us uh, some formality around the issue of uh, stock files. And I think the biggest thing is the last thing that she said for me, uh, because it's something that um, I remember being told about, but I just hadn't thought about today. Uh, the fact that you need to have a constitution, uh, something that's actually written down where people actually agree. What are we saving this money for? For, how is this money going to be distributed when and uh, who are, who's going to be in charge who's, who are, who's the treasurer, the secretary all of those sort of more formal structures on how to you know protect yourself you know so for me it was a big one I can see that thing it was itching 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 are you a secretary of a stock firm? I'm saying watch the treasurer <laughs> <laughs> so that's advice coming through from playing you you need to watch the treasurer how, how do we deal with the treasurer if they decide to run away with our money though it's okay you can't it says you can't run forever huh? you can't run forever you can't run away forever no okay eventually cool. you gotta come back to your family uh. <laughs> 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 and thank you but we'll be waiting for you <laughs> with but, my two huskies okay I wasn't ready for that one. Yeah. But anyway, that's it in terms of that. On the other side of this, we're actually going to be talking to some people that are trying to bring uh, the Stockville market together with the formal banking sector and vice versa. This is The Business Buzz. The, the Business Buzz. Uh, talking stock files today on the business buzz. Uh, we just came from uh, talking uh, to Lesejo Mpete, who is from BDO um, Employee Benefits, telling us uh, what the financial planning institutions are saying about stock files. And we've also spoken to uh, Mr. Shezi from Livestock Wealth around how they're using a stock for business model to invest in livestock. But right now we want to, you know, switch gears a little bit. Uh, we want to talk to uh, people that are trying to bring together the formal uh, banking sector together with um, the sort of more informal side of stock vows and on the line we are joined by Neo Mahlachlole um, I hope I pronounced that correctly uh, who is from Stockfelix how are you Neo? I'm great Mudiwa, how are you? Um, oh. The name is Mahlachlole Ah, okay. <laughs> yeah, you're <almost> there. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, so for us to begin our discussion, what informed the idea to come up with uh, an initiative that focuses um, specifically on Stockfells? Um, so, um, yeah, just a quick background. So, so Stockfellex is a product of Seven Colors Communication. So yeah. we sort of were looking around in the, in the exhibition landscape. And there are different exhibitions that take place for different sectors. Yeah. And when we looked at the black community per se, we saw that the stock sales, um, they're actually a, a, a big community, but also there's not enough spaces that give them um, advice and information. So every year towards the end of the year, you hear a lot of horror stories that happen to them in terms of where they saved their money, <laughs> or wholesalers <laughs> that left with their money, or undertakers that left with their money. So we sort of saw it fit to say, actually, let's create a platform where we can be able to share information with these people on where to look, how to check, and also how to protect themselves. 
So what services um, are you actually offering to some of these stock vows and how did you identify which particular needs you wanted to uh, focus on that stock vows were um, struggling with? So I think the first thing for us was really to just get the stock vows to fully understand um, their value and their buying power. So when we started with the concept, we did a bit of research and with Gogo, Brie, and Nord, and we like standing in line, taking people's details, just asking, are you part of a stock sale? Are you interested in stock sales? And also, um, the kind of money that they put in stock sales. And there was a lady who, like, when you asked her, she said she spends 250 rand on stock sales. And when she filled out the form, uh, at the bottom of the form, there's an option that says the type of stock sales that you're in. She had four different stock sales, and she was paying 250 at each of them. And when she finished filling out that form, she was like, yo, you know, my limos. And for me, it was like that aha moment where she actually thinks her stock sale money is 250, whereas she's actually spending 1,000 rand at four different stock sales. Yeah. So it was just that awakening to sort of say, this is how much the stock sale sector is worth, 45, 49 billion rand, and your 250 is part of that. So just to start that conversation from that point to say, we can be able to turn different spaces around because we've got this large buying power. Now, Stockfell is, uh, is an exhibition that's aimed at bringing Stockfell together uh, with possible opportunities and collaborations amongst other things. What types of, um, what types of institutions or uh, advice are you offering uh, to the Stockfell and what type of organizations are you trying to expose the Stockfell to? Um, so the key thing is like the regulatory bodies that come through. So bring in your FSB, um, they've rebranded now, I think they are FSCA, and they're able to advise um, stock sales to say, if you're looking for a place to invest your money in or to put your money in, these are the licenses you should look out for. If you're looking for um, funeral parlors, these are the information to look out for. Yeah. But one of the key collaborations that I think we've done and we're doing quite well with the Northwest government is the transition of converting stock sales into cooperatives. So one of the challenges around um, the cooperative model in South Africa has always been that the sustainability of um, cooperatives. A lot of cooperatives get set up and then once they get um, their first money from the DTI or the provincial uh, economic development, they start having fractions. So with stock sales, you find that there's about 30, 40 stock sales members. Yeah. And within that group, there are a few members that are not employed. And now when you're saying they already trust each other with their money. So if you then convert them into a cooperative, they're able to operate better. Actually, instead of just putting that money in the bank, use it for different things. So with the Northwest government, there was a partnership where we have converted a number of uh, stock sales into cooperatives, and the department is helping them within that transition. Where a billion stock sales, every, I mean, in every black community, there's like thousands of them. And every weekend, there are 20 to 15 funerals that are taking place. All those um, stock sales need to go somewhere to buy the um, vegetables and some of the groceries. So if you then create a um, an agricultural purchase, they're able to plant and distribute the, whatever it is that they farmed through to the stock sales within their community. Whereas in the past, they've said, no, they must wait for a government contract to supply the vegetables to a hospital or a school or, or a clinic. But now you're sort of saying the market is in your background. You just need to tap into it properly. So those are just some of the, the conversations that we have in actually converting and bringing people into. Um, so when um, is the next uh, event or collaborative project that you guys have on the table? And how can uh, prospective um, clients actually get in touch with you guys and become part of the process? Okay, so we, we at the moment we've got three shows across the country. Uh, we've got our Northwest show, which happens in March. We've got the Limpopo show coming up now in October, 2021 October. And then the Gauteng show is 1718 November this year. Yeah. So how they can get in touch with us, um, they could either contact us on our landline, um, 011-782-6208, or they could drop me an email. Uh, my email address is neo at sevencolors.co.za. And we'll be able to send them the relevant information around the dates and then all the information in line with the show. 
And then lastly, it's a question that we actually asked the our previous guest. Uh, our previous guest was a financial planner, um, and uh, she was telling us how um, they tend to advise stockfills to have third parties that come in and possibly help them in terms of advising on how uh, how to invest their money um, as a stockfill. And one of the things I liked that you brought up earlier was that uh, people don't realize just how much buying power they have individually and as stockfills. So from your point of view, uh, because you sound to be, a, you, you're a very big, it sounds like you're a big proponent of of um, having uh, advisors to stockvilles. So at what stage, uh, from your point of view, should a stockville actually come in uh, and get the services of someone uh, someone like you to say, okay, fine, we want to uh, do A, B, C, and D. Uh, should it just be from the beginning, like from the get-go, we're going to uh, get some people to tell us how to invest our money? Or uh, should the stockville run for a bit, people uh, get into a habit of saving first and then uh, they seek ways to grow? So I think one key component about stockfills is that they are largely informal. Yeah. So there's a lot of freestyling that takes place. So initially in the beginning, yes, now we sort of trying to also motivate them to create constitutions that they can be able to follow up and look into information. Just a, a simple fact around them choosing a bank account. At, at, I mean, there's a, a saving stockfill that we meet with and they're complaining that the treasurer has been spending the money because they're not seeing the money grow. <laughs> and when she prints the statement, the money is taken up by banking fees and all these other things. So the interest that they were told about does not come up. Then they start becoming angry. That's when they normally start going to look for additional help. Yeah. And also, a lot of the people in the banks, when it comes to opening accounts, they're just counting numbers and targets. They're not really fully engaging. Um, I think... The, 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 the person that you speak to is correct in, in the sense that we do need sort of third-party advisors to actually come in and advise the stockfills appropriately. But also another thing, stockfills, they work with trust, so they don't just allow anybody in. So if you're coming in and saying, hey, I'm male, I want to advise you, they're like a bit skeptical already. We've read stories of people running with people's money, so how do you know that you coming in, you're not going to mess up with our money, you know? So it's always a thing to say, okay, cool, this is just a purely an information platform. You come and learn what you see, and then if it makes sense for you, you can be able to follow it up later on. So there is a need for more information, and our tradition has done quite well, I think, in the last three years to reach the different pockets of the country that we are trading in currently. And there are other people that are also doing similar work. Um, I mean, NetBank has just launched their stock sale account now, and they're sort of punting that quite heavily. So you, the, the, the stock sale groups are able to get some information around that and also see how can benefit them better. So that's it. We're on the line with uh, Neo Mahlatlole, and he was uh, from uh, Stockville XC, he's a project manager and co-founder, telling us around uh, the expo that they have, um, bringing together some of the more formal business sector together with the informal side of Stockville. Very interesting one that he said at the end there is the fact that you don't just go and advise a Stockville. You need to be somebody first. Uh, before you advise uh, a stock fall. So before you start telling people what to do with their money, the people need to trust you first before you know they can actually trust you with the advice. On the other side of this, we come to the end of the show. This is The Business Buzz. More justice on The Business Buzz. So we've come to the end of the show. Thank you so much to everyone uh, who participated in our show. Thank you so much to everyone who was listening. A lot of uh, takeaways coming through from there. Uh, the big one for me is just the fact that uh, stock was are very prevalent, uh, but more than anything else, there's a lot of money that's flowing through them. And if they are to come together and collectively work together, there's a lot of buying power and decision-making ability that they can have on our greater economy. Uh, so, Tling Yue, uh, I just have a question, you know, uh, given your comment from earlier on. Why not start a business with your Huskies to get <laughs> stock for money back? <laughs> so, we follow all the treasurers that disappear with people's money. Exactly. Oh, that would be a business and a half. Mm, mm. But, uh, nah. Mm. Rather than. <laughs> <laughs>
your takeaways from you know, the you, show? You, I don't know if you guys would remember. Yeah. I mean, this is probably going to be showing my age, but there used to be a show back in the day. Yeah. That used to be, it was called uh, Scooty's Nice. <laughs> 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 and there was a character on there who was called Lakasha. Yeah. It was like when he went to collect his money, he always had this uh, very threatening stick. Yeah. So he would threaten to like break people's kneecaps. Yeah. So I don't want to be that guy. You don't want to be that guy. <laughs> I don't want to be that guy. The muscle. <laughs> <laughs> you were saying something. No, no, I was about to, I was saying, so what are your takeaways from today's show? Uh, definitely. For me, it's like uh, uh, the importance of obviously um, the underlying trust that you need to have regardless of who you choose to go into business with. Yeah. Um, but something that I think a lot of us as a collective really just don't take seriously enough is what you had mentioned earlier, the importance of understanding our buying and purchasing power. Mm-hmm. I think if we got there, we would you know, be able to change our economy drastically because we'd be able to vote with our money in essence. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because uh, it's just like the 26 million that we heard earlier Dude. on with the livestock. That's a sizable amount. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge. I could use 26 million. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, you can tell us what you thought of the show. Are you part of a, are you part of a stock fell? How has your experience been? Has someone, a treasurer, as <laughs> a treasurer, disappeared, no, with, it, disappeared <laughs> with the money? Uh, that's the big thing we want to know. And if you are part of one, uh, what are you using it for? we're talking earlier on about long-term uh, versus short-term purchases that people tend to be involved in you know what are you using your stock for with and also would you be part of a stock for that invests in livestock like what we heard about earlier on on social media telling you how can people uh, continue talking to us so they can find and follow us on voice of Vits FM 88.1 mm-hmm. and they can find us on the following social media platforms on Facebook we are available at Vow FM brackets Voice of Vits and Vits Radio Academy. On Twitter, we are at the handle at AvowFM. Our hashtag is Business Buzz. Our WhatsApp line is 084-078-4912. Our listeners can also stream the station live on www.vowfm.co.za. Podcasts of the Business Buzz show are available on www.vits.journalism.co.za slash business. So with that, we've reached the end of tonight's show. Thank you so much to our amazing team, our executive producer, that's Alna Schutz, and then our producer, Welcome Lishiva. And then our technical producer, uh, we have Gwinch in the building. That's uh, <laughs> That's Kutlano Serame. Don't miss the Business Buzz. Same time, same place next week uh, for more insight into the world of business. Next up, don't forget we are a 24-hour radio station and uh, coming up from uh, 7 till 8 p.m. we have the team from Life Beat, so definitely make sure you don't turn that dial. For myself, Mudio Mob, Justice Gavaza, Tlaing Yuezondo, and the rest of the team, it's good evening and take care. Mob Justice on the Business Bars. Listen to the Business Bars every Thursday from 6 to 7 p.m. only on Vow FM. The Business Buzz Podcast.